Good evening, everyone, and welcome to DivaBetic's 10th Annual Mystery Podcast entitled Murder as Plain as Vanilla, starring the happy healthcare host, Max, Mr. DivaBetic Zadik, USA Today best-selling author, Tanya Kappas, Mama Rosemarie, and Marianne Nicolay. Also appearing on tonight's show are Catherine Schuler as the Cannoli Countess, Davida Williams as Esmeralda Rivera, Amparo Peterkin as Pauline, Dave Jones as Conrad Rivera, Jillian Walsh as Renata Whisk, and Lisa Chester Weir as Lily Frost. And of course, there's me, your narrator, Lorraine Brooks. Throughout this podcast, we will be featuring music from the 1969 and 1987 soundtracks of the Broadway cast albums of Anything Goes, courtesy of Sony Music. Diabetes, mystery, and intrigue spotlights how healthy appetites might make others money-hungry. Now let's get on with the show. Max would have slept through his phone ringing on any other starless night. But it's well past midnight, and he's still awake. His mind is reeling from being wrongly accused of poisoning TV chef Sweet Sally Buttercup at the Central Park Bake Off. And he's plagued by the increasing debt owed to his mother. Reluctantly, he reaches for the phone. Hello? Max, it's Renata Whisk. Don't hang up. How would you like to win a baking competition? Guaranteed. Sorry, I'm busy. Funny, your mother told me you're unemployed and completely available. I doubt she'd be happy to hear you turn down 25000 You spoke to my mother? You still owe her money with compound interest. So tomorrow, you'll replace me in the annual Visions of Vanilla Baking Competition. Oh, vanilla is so vanilla. Only you would think vanilla is boring. Vanilla is a stunningly complex and subtle spice containing almost 500 flavor and fragrance components. So, what's the catch? Stick to my recipe. That's it. It's foolproof. I promised Conrad Rivera you couldn't mess it up. Who? Madagascar's Vanilla King, Conrad Rivera. The grand prize is $100,000. Should I get $50,000? My recipe, my reputation. Twenty-five grand. Take it or leave it. Why aren't you competing? I got a last-minute call to be a guest on Rachel Ray tomorrow. My publisher won't let me say no. Now listen, you're scheduled to meet Conrad at the Hedges Inn in the Hamptons at 9 a.m. Don't be late. Oh, and call your mother. My mother? Why? All the contestants must have assistance. I'm paying her to stop you from making any disturbing flavor combinations. My flavor combinations are not disturbing. Oh, you're right. They're downright dangerous. Max approaches the historic Hedges Inn in the Hamptons, hoping that his culinary dreams will come true. Meanwhile, up in the skies, 
Wealthy New Yorkers fly to the Hamptons in their private helicopters to escape the city heat. The Hedges Inn was named after one of the Hamptons' founding families who settled there in 1644. 200 years later, the restored family home became a boarding house. Word quickly spread nationwide about Mrs. Hedges' delicious New England cooking. Her outstanding reputation turned her home into a place where the elite liked to meet. Max exits the elevator on the third floor of the Hedges Inn and knocks on the door of room 303. A well-dressed, distinguished man opens the door. Uh, you must be Max. Come in. I'm Conrad Rivera. This is one of your fellow bakers, Lily Frost. I'm warning you, Conrad. You're going to regret this. Cookbook author Lily Frost pushes past Max and walks down the hall. Oh, these are some of my new ginseng poppy seed lemon bars. Try one. Hmm. We're not as lucky she found you. Otherwise, she would have been fined $10,000. Do I taste mustard? It's the same color as lemons. Hmm. It's unexpected. (coughs) 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 All right. Uh, Now let's get down to business. Our competition prides itself on presenting the best of the best in the culinary world. Your vanilla-based dessert has to be so breathtakingly fabulous that everyone will forget about the bloodshed. Bloodshed? In Madagascar, the world's demand for real vanilla has made it more valuable than silver. People are killing each other over it. But we're safe until the competition starts. I hope you brought your armor. I brought my apron and my rolling pin. Didn't Renata tell you? Several bakers have received death threats. It's probably just a prank. My daughter, Esmeralda, says our kitchen is like Game of Thrones. People are out for blood. Thanks for the warning, I think. All right. Now, before we go to the kitchen, give me a second to find my eye drops. My diabetes makes my eyes so dry. It's worse in the morning. I must have left it on the balcony. Oh, can you get the door? Max goes to the door and opens it. A woman in sunglasses and a frilly apron walks in. Where's Conrad? I need to talk to him presto. Out on the balcony. Aren't you the cannoli countess? Remember me, Max? Canola Countess stares straight at Max, but she waves him off and starts walking towards the balcony. Mi amor, this paper is full of nonsense. After only a minute, the Canola Countess returns to the room and rushes out the door. As Max sees the Canola Countess leave, he notices Conrad's bottle of eye drops on the table and he starts for the balcony. Oh, Mr. Rivera, your eye drops are right here on the table. He pushes back the curtain and opens the sliding glass door, but he doesn't see Conrad. Uh, Shouldn't we uh, head down to the kitchen, Mr. Rivera? But the balcony is empty. Max peers over the balcony's ledge. Oh, great. And there, three stories below, lying in the Hedges Inn's fragrant rose garden, is Madagascar's vanilla king in an eternal slumber as helicopters of New York's rich and famous whiz by. Moments later, Mama Rosemarie finds Max crouching behind a large palm tree in the Hedges Inn's spacious lobby. Why aren't you in the kitchen? You can't win the grand prize sitting in that plant. plant. (laughs) What's the point, Mom? 
Conrad Vivera, the Vanilla King, is dead. Oh, dear. Here we go again. I hope Tanya, Pauline, and Marianne are on their way. And suddenly, a pair of well-manicured hands belonging to best-selling author Tanya Kappas pushes aside the palms of the tree with Pauline and Marianne close behind. There you are, Max. How on earth is there a dead body without you even stepping foot in the kitchen? Very funny, Tanya. I don't know why I let Renata Whisk talk me into this mess. Oh, yeah. It's because I owe you money, Mom. They always blame the mother. My friends from the police department outside aren't sure Conrad Rivera's death was an accident. Well, Max doesn't have to wear an apron for me to smell murder. No one takes a swan dive into a rose bush on purpose. Where should we start? Well, the police will start looking for three ways to pinpoint a suspect. Means, motive, and... Opportunity. You've told us that a thousand times. I mention it all the time to my patients with diabetes. But I like to add, if you have the means, you still need the motivation to stay on top of your self-care. Tanya, are you getting ahead of yourself? Pauline just said that the police aren't even sure what happened. Nonsense. Since you were at the scene of the crime, Max, I'll put a check mark for opportunity next to your name. Now we need to figure out the means. You didn't bring the victim any food, Max, did you? Ginseng poppy seed lemon bars. My mother taught me never to show up empty-handed. Well, that could be a problem. They might have been poisoned if you use non-food-grade poppy seeds in your recipe. And that's another check mark next to your name, Max. I barely met the man. This is ridiculous. The police should arrest the cannoli countess. She was out on the balcony with Conrad before I found him. Did you hear anything they said? No, the sliding glass door and the curtain were closed. But I put this manuscript in my bag before the police arrived. It's the Cannoli Countess's new cookbook? Hmm, look, it says rejected right here in red marker. That can't be good. And, and what the heck is this? It's a strange plant wedged between the pages. That's a vanilla pot. Too early. The tip is still green. When the tip turns yellow, the vanilla is ready for harvest. And that usually takes between six and nine months after flowering. Too bad we use it. Real vanilla is so darn expensive. Blame the price on the growing popularity of adopting a clean lifestyle. What's a clean clean diet? Clean eaters avoid chemicals and lab-produced substitutes. They only want natural ingredients in their foods. The Vanilla King said the profits for natural vanilla have turned Madagascar into a hotbed for murder. Isn't Madagascar just a cute little island filled with lemurs? Only in cartoons, it appears. If Conrad Rivera and his vanilla farms are worth millions, That means there are a million reasons why he was murdered. And as Tanya always says, we should follow the money trail. (laughs) Then start with this ripped-up check for $10,000. I I pulled it out of Conrad's trash can. What? Did you show what's left of this check to the police? (laughs) With my fingerprints on it? (laughs) Of course not. I took his bottle of eye drops, too. Let me see if I can piece together this check. Hold on for a sec. Most of this name is covered with frosting, but it looks like it starts with an F. Hmm. Maybe someone in the competition's last name begins with F. We'd better head over to the kitchen. Well, to everyone's surprise, 
The Visions of Vanilla Competition is going on as scheduled. Although half a dozen top bakers and their assistants are busy at their well-equipped station, several are empty. A production assistant leads Max and Mama Rosemarie past the cameras to their station. Tanya, Pauline, and Marianne attempt to blend in with the production. Oh, my stars! Miss Lily Frost! I can't believe my mama's favorite cookbook author is right over there! I want her autograph. You are starstruck, Tanya? We are in the middle of a murder investigation. And with any luck, I'm fixing to get her fingerprints. My friend at the police department just texted me. Conrad's toxicology report shows he was poisoned. Did you see Conrad drink anything, Max? Mm, Not that I can recall. Most people don't think about what they're drinking. They significantly underestimate the sugar in popular drinks, especially so-called healthy options, like smoothies or fruit juices. They need to look at the nutrition label and the ingredients. (laughs) I've never heard of half the ingredients in Renata's recipe, Marianne, including monk fruit. Monk fruit is a sugar substitute. But be careful. Some artificial sweeteners can make baked goods seem dry or leave a bad aftertaste. So why not use a combination of half sugar and half sugar substitutes, and that'll solve the problem. Don't get him started. He can experiment after he collects the prize money. It just occurred to me. Poison is considered a woman's weapon, and most of the competitions in this room are women. So any one of them could have killed him. Then add Hazel Honeywell to the top of your list, Tanya. She's known as the gourmet green thumb. She's a botanist and a trained chemist. So knowing about poisons is going to be right up her alley. Her station looks like a garden with all those plants. She doesn't need a knife. She needs a weed whacker. Well, apparently she's won the last three vanilla baking competitions probably because she only uses fresh, organic ingredients in her recipes. My, isn't that expensive? Well, I bet she grows her own. But even so, not all organic produce is more expensive. I thought that was just a silly marketing ploy. I mean, anyone could put the word organic on a label. You mean the word natural. Food manufacturers frequently label food and drinks as natural to mislead consumers. They're hoping people think their foods are healthier and safer. Whereas printing the word organic on a label requires stricter guidelines. The soil must be certified free from pesticides and synthetic fertilizers for at least three whole years before the USDA will even approve it. So what the heck does Hazel use for pesticides? Well, she could use arsenic and strychnine. They're organic. A small dose of either could be lethal. I wonder just how small. Max, didn't you say something about Conrad using eye drops? Yes. I was helping him look for them. Aha! That's it! The killer could have put the poison into the eye drops. Oh, once I read in the paper that a Wisconsin lady killed her friend by poisoning or water with eye drops. Let me see those eye drops, Max. It couldn't hurt to ask the police to run some tests. If Hazel Honeywell walks away from her station, I'll see if any of her plants are toxic, too. Sometimes you can tell from the leaf patterns. Son, hand me that spoon. Sure. Here you go. What's gotten into you? This is a ladle, not a spoon. This is impossible. Everyone is looking at me. They think I murdered the Vanilla King. I can't even think straight. Max, you have been through worse. I mean, remember what happened at the Bethesda Farm Market and the New York City Ballet? Not to mention finding Marjorie Melbourne Blaze's body at the bottom of a swimming pool or poor cranky Mr. Pincher stuffed into a closet. Oh, my God, what about Nantucket? 
your new food processor with a ticket to doomsday. And we can't forget you were practically swimming with the fish at the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. <laughs> and Marilyn Macaroni, didn't you discover her cold, lifeless body in a freezer scent? Okay, okay. It's not my first rodeo, but I still don't like it. <laughs> it could be worse. No one's taking your mugshot just yet. As luck would have it, the green thumb gourmet Hazel Honeywell leaves her station just long enough for Marianne, Tanya, and Pauline to search through her plants. Across the room, Max is frantically looking for ingredients for Renata Whisk's puff pastry recipe. Darn it! This would be easier if I was using one of my recipes. Oh, you've never followed a recipe or an instruction in your life. Just make things up as you go along. My instincts are telling me Renata's recipe needs a dash of color. Cranberries. I'll be right back. Max heads to the pantry, passing a window as helicopters outside carry the rich and famous. But when he opens the pantry door, he finds more than raspberries. Oh, great. There, sprawled out on the floor, under the weight of several pantry shelves, is the dead body of Green Thumb Gourmet, Hazel Honeywell. Quickly, several production assistants spring into action, while across the room, Tanya, Marianne, and Pauline watched Lily Frost making flower decorations. I studied cake decorating for my Southern Cake Baker Mystery Series, but your flowers, they are beautiful. Thanks. They're a lovely distraction from what's happening over there. Oh, I don't know what all that ruckus is in the pantry, but I could watch you work all day. Ah, anyone can do it. My buttercup cream bouquet cookbook includes step-by-step flower-making instructions. Oh, I'll have to pick up a copy. What's your secret? Well, you start at the edge for these peonies and work toward the center. It's the opposite for roses. You start in the center and work your way to the edge. Well, I am surprised that you have had enough time to enter a baking competition. My mama, she's always running off to buy your newest cookbook. It helps to keep my skills sharp between releases. And I reckon competing also helps your bank account, especially if you're getting paid under the table. Tanya pulls out the remnants of the ripped check that Max found and waves it to Lily Frost. Making roses can wait. Exactly how did your buttercream manage to get on this check? Mm, uh, well, oops. Uh, this flower isn't cooperating. And a flustered Lily Frost bends over to pick up the flower she just dropped. Oh, as you can see, beginners aren't the only ones who make mistakes. Oh, are we distracting you? Max said you were in his room this morning, and the remnants of this check proves that something fishy was going on. I see your mystery writer's wheel spinning. If you're implying I was blackmailing Conrad, you're wrong. Well, bless your heart. I wonder what my mama and her friends will think when their favorite cookbook author is hauled off in handcuffs. Let me go get my friends in the police department. Fine. It was for a personal matter. Could it be a family matter? According to Google, your family specializes in security systems for farms in Madagascar. Was Conrad a client? Look, I have nothing to do with my family's business. This check was for my husband, Tommy. After he lost his job, he was rationing his insulin for his type 1 diabetes. 
Rationing insulin can be dangerous. Without the proper amount of insulin, someone with type 1 diabetes could be at risk for a coma or even death. That check you're waving around was Conrad's idea. He agreed to cover Tommy's insulin costs in exchange for me appearing in the competition. Satisfied? No, you still haven't explained why you ripped up the check. I told Conrad I didn't need his money this morning. I could cover Tommy's insulin costs with the advance from my upcoming cookbook. It comes out in February. Tell your mother. Well, before Tanya can ask Louis Frost another question, the celebrity host interrupts the illustrious Visions of Vanilla Baking Competition. It's the star of Real Housewives of Newark, the twice-divorced Louis Cheesebaum. Hello, 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 my darling bakers. As my dearly departed friend Conrad Rivera used to say, What's a baking competition without a cinnamon twist? (laughs) It was such a card. So, surprise, in addition to preparing your decadent vanilla desserts, you must make a vanilla panna cotta, which will be judged in a preliminary round. Oh, no. What kind of fancy dessert contains cotton, Mom? Oh, for heaven's sakes. It's panna cotta. Your grandmother used to make it all the time. You've eaten it all you've eaten it before. It means cooked cream in Italian. Not only are recipes passed down from generation to generation, but so are genes and health conditions. Didn't your mother have diabetes, Barbara Rose Marie? Yes, she did. She had type two diabetes. Back then they treated it with insulin. I'll never forget how big those needles were though. Oral medications to help manage type 2 diabetes, like metformin, weren't available until the early 80s. And even though there are more treatment options available today, insulin is still a safe bet and an effective treatment for high blood sugar. And you'll be happy to know that needles are much, much smaller today. I still don't know what ingredients we need or even where to start. It's an eggless custard dessert. There are just a few ingredients, simple cream, sugar, and vanilla. I'll see what I can find in the pantry. Interesting. This surprise baking challenge seems as crooked as a dog's hind leg. A traditional Italian recipe clearly tips the scales in one baker's favor. Do you think the competition is fixed, Tanya? So the cannoli countess will win? Trust me. Her name just hopped right to the top of my suspect list. Seconds later, Conrad Rivera's stepdaughter, Esmeralda, approaches Max's station. She is now at the helm of the competition. Is there a problem here? because there certainly are a lot of people hovering around. Pauline discreetly walks away before Esmeralda sees Hazel Honeywell's plants sticking out of her purse. Our bakers are allowed only one assistant. Max, your friends better leave before the judges see them, or you might be disqualified. We are helping the police figure out what happened to Conrad Rivera. Max here was the one who found him. Conrad was my stepfather. My father, my mother was Conrad's third wife. I moved to the farm to help Conrad manage after she passed away. Then why not help us out? I mean, can you think of anyone who wanted to harm him? You're not known as the Vanilla King without making enemies. Last night, the Canola Countess threatened him. After Conrad wouldn't publish her ridiculous manuscript, she said she'd make him pay 
one way or another. I'll put her name down, but is there anyone else we should keep our eyes on? Maybe Lily Frost over there. Conrad blamed her family when hoodlums stole our entire vanilla harvest. I convinced him to let bygones be bygones for the sake of the competition. She'll probably win now that Hazel is gone, though. Do you think it's really possible that someone killed Hazel Honeywell so could win? I wouldn't put it past any of them. Money is the root of all evil. Is that why there are so many empty baking stations? Ask your friend Renata Whisk. Many of them dropped out after receiving death threats. She's the only one lucky enough to find a last-minute replacement. <laughs> no, Renata told me she was appearing on Rachel's show, Rachel Ray's show today. Oh, Rachel Ray's show was canceled a month ago. Renata didn't want to fork over the $10,000 withdrawal penalty. Well, I'd better go check on Lily Frost. She said there's a problem with her oven. Well, wait just a second. I mean, you certainly have your hands full, but don't you think it would be better to cancel the competition? Definitely not. This is the best way to honor Conrad and his legacy. Canceling would be a mistake. Well, one more thing. I don't see any plans for next year's competition. Why? Because Conrad couldn't decide on a location. Now I'm grateful we didn't sign any contracts. Max, don't let your friends stand around here too long. Hazel Honeywell's death has left the once-bustling kitchen eerily quiet. Until... There's a sudden explosion across the kitchen at the Cannoli Countess's baking station. (laughs) Oh, my God. The Cannoli Countess starts fanning the flames with her apron. A young production assistant is grabbing a fire extinguisher and putting out the fire before any real damage. Pauline runs into the kitchen and approaches our team. Oh, 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 what's going on? There's smoke everywhere. There have been more twists in this kitchen than a pretzel factory. Ovens are exploding, and unfortunately, contestants seem to be dropping like flies. The longer we stay here, the shorter my lifespan will be. Well, look on the bright side, Max. The cannoli countess's panna cotta might be too stinch to serve the judges, and most of the other competitors have left. That means you could win the preliminary competition. Oh, did you hear that, son? This could be your moment of glory. I never thought of that. Winning the vanilla, this is the vanilla baking competition, would lead me to something big. You got that right, starting with a life sentence. You didn't find one dead body, Max. You have now found two. And the day's not even half over. Time is right. I'm sure the police haven't overlooked that fact. So we're all going to settle down, and we're going to stay focused. Pauline, what did your friend at the police station find out? There were traces of strychnine in Comrade's eye drops. Depending on the strength, it could take over an hour to take effect. Max, didn't Conrad complain about dry eyes? Yes, I was helping him look for his eye drops. When blood sugars are consistently high, it can cause nerve damage and decreased eye moisture. When you sleep, your eye glands are blocked because you don't blink. Sometimes it feels worse in the mornings. Dry eye syndrome is a common complication of type 1 and type 2 diabetes. But still, most people don't make that connection. So Conrad could have inadvertently poisoned himself whenever he used them. Right. And his repeated usage would only strengthen the dosage. Then could Conrad have fallen over the railing from the effects of the poison? He could have struggled to breathe, depending on the amount of the poison. And our hunch was right. Hazel Honeywell's strychnine matches the poison in his eye drops. 
So then the poison was in the kitchen where anybody could have access to it. But the killer also had to have access to Conrad's address, which really narrows our list of suspects. Yeah, who's to say that Conrad didn't leave them in the kitchen where anybody could grab them? Max said Conrad had a habit of misplacing them. Seems like we can't rule out anyone. Except Hazel. She was killed because either she knew who took her strychnine, or she knew the killer's identity, or possibly both. So, so what do we do now? What do we do now? Get over here and help me. Our panacotta is ready. Go get some pets, put some plates. I took you on. Well, the judges taste Max's panacotta before heading to the other two remaining baker stations to taste their dishes. Shortly afterwards, our Housewives of Newark host, sipping a glass of her signature Chardonnay, announces the judge's decision. Okay, okay. Bottoms up, bakers. <laughs> Thank heaven you're all still alive. I'm happy to say that our delightful judges and I have found everyone's panna cotta creamy and delicious. But two Italian de- delicacies won over our tender hearts. And those two bakers will get an extra half hour to dazzle us with their final vanilla recipes. So, the preliminary competition winners are the Cannoli Countess and Renata Whisk's replacement. Um, does he have a name? Somebody, oh, oh, okay. Somebody scribbled it down here. Max? Stop! You all have noodles for brains. He's a murderer. You're lying. You're just afraid my son will win. Afraid for my life is more like it. The cannoli countess slams down her apron and storms out of the kitchen. Some people are so petty, Mom, and you're doing great, so just relax, because the Cannoli Connors would rather brand me a killer than admit I'm her real competition. Oh, son, the Cannoli woman doesn't realize you're just as Italian because of your red hair. You mean what's left of my red hair? Not everything in life is as plain as vanilla. But maybe it is. The killer could have planned the exploding oven and sent death threats to distract us. Okay, so then what are we missing? The person who stands to gain the most from Conrad's death. You mean like Lily Frost? Or his stepdaughter, or even his possible mistress. Okay, but if Conrad's murder was motivated by money, then why would... Anyone kill Hazel Honeywell? She was a three-time reigning champion. They'd have a clear path to the prize money with her out of the way. All the best reasons in my book for us to search the Cannoli Countess's station before she gets back. Our team goes to inspect the cannoli countess's oven and the surrounding areas. But before they finish, the Italian goddess catches them covered in white flour. Not only are you a murderer, you're also a thief. Get your dirty hands off my recipe. I wouldn't touch your recipe with a ten-foot pole. But I will take back my wooden spoon, knife... Eh, Renata's whisk? You couldn't reheat stuff in my jar. Take your little mama and go. Well, at least he's not rigging the competition. Your panna cotta wasn't ruined because you planned the explosion. You're so crooked, if you swallowed a nail, you'd spit up a corkscrew. 
better than swallowing a mouthful of his kale hot cocoa. My dear friend, sweet Sally Buttercup, kneeled over with one sip. You're money hungry, and you killed Comrade to get your hands on his millions. You're barking up the wrong fig tree, Missy. Oh, I don't think so. According to my agent, every publisher has rejected your historical romance slash recipe manuscript. They'll be sorry when my Mr. Br- my Bridgerton and Biscotti book series sells millions. Yeah, I doubt that. Two publishers have already filed restraining orders against you. Passionate women like myself intimidate men, but Conrad was different. He believed in my talent. And with that, Tanya reaches behind her back and pulls out a white flower-covered letter. Shows it to the cannoli countess. Then why did he write this letter? It was buried at the bottom of your flower canister. If he believed in your talent, why did he cut you off? Conrad's word was his honor. That letter is meaningless. It couldn't be any more clear to me. He wrote, the deal is off. This check makes me think You went to see him this morning with an ultimatum. Either he pays you or you kill him. Your loyalty to your friend makes you sound like a fool. If anyone here was blackmailing Conrad, it was Lily Frost. I did not push Conrad off the balcony. Your silly friend Max did. I loved him. Grabs his stolen rolling pin and our team walks away from the cannoli countess. But halfway to his station, Lily Frost blocks his path. I lied to you earlier. I'm sorry, but my family sent me here. They wanted me to show Conrad the footage from the burglaries. The video proves our security system wasn't at fault. Why didn't you tell us this earlier? I wasn't sure who I could trust. The explosion at the Cannoli Countess's station was intended for me, not her. We switched stations before anyone else arrived. Uh, If I can, I'd like to get that video to give to the police. So what happened when you showed it to him? Turns out he didn't need to see it. Conrad already knew the truth. The $10,000 check was meant to buy our silence. But why did Hazel Honeywell have to die? She probably knew too much. Her organic farm is next door to the Riveras in Madagascar. Did she grow vanilla too? No. Hazel is a sustainable bee farmer. She also wrote a popular blog about fighting cancer with apitherapy. Isn't apitherapy an alternative therapy that uses bee venom, royal jelly, pollen, and honey to treat illnesses? Yeah, when Esmeralda's mom developed cancer, she followed Hazel's advice instead of getting traditional treatments. But sadly, she didn't make it. Our team leaves a nervous Lily Frost, and they return to Max's station. Where have you been? We need to finish making these puffed pastries. Okay, people, ten more minutes. Ten more minutes, bakers. Oh, Sorry, Tanya, but you just heard Louise. We need to finish this dessert. Over my dead body. Renata's recipe can wait. The cannoli countess is more slippery than a pocket full of pudding. Don't you mean panna cotta, dear? Yeah, if that's what the cannoli queen is dishing out, Mama Rosemary, I do. She's obviously pushed Conrad off the balcony when he refused to give her the money. But Conrad's toxicology report also shows traces of domezepil in his system. It is used to treat symptoms of mild to moderate Alzheimer's disease. So she was telling us the truth. The book and the money weren't her motive. She went to see Conrad out of concern regarding his mental state. Hold on, my friends. The police report. The police ran a report. Her real name is Frances Frizzoli, and she's recently filed for bankruptcy. 
My mama always said it's just as easy to fall in love with the rich man as a poor one. Max, it's time to hatch a plan to catch a killer. Oh, there goes my credit score. Moments later, Sonia's cooked-up plan finds Max lying on the pantry floor in a pool of red dye, which looks just like blood. That's enough red dye. Tanya said to look like you've been stabbed, not butchered. Who cares? This is Renata's apron. She could dry clean it. I hope this is an all for nothing. Our desserts aren't finished. And just then, Tanya walks back into the pantry with Marianne and Pauline. Perfect. Our plan is all set. The police informed everyone they found fingerprints on the shelves and that you were a witness, Max. I did what you said, Tanya. I told the other assistants this kitchen is a, an active crime scene. They assume that the competition is canceled. Yeah, well, Lily Frost seems relieved, but the cannoli countess is furious. Yeah, I just saw her and Esmeralda heading this way. They're looking for you, Max. The cannoli countess and Esmeralda rush into the pantry with the police following close behind. Officers, someone stabbed me from behind. Oh, for heaven's sake, this fool is an accident waiting to happen. And why is his front covered in blood if he was stabbed in the back? It happened so fast. I I I I must have turned around quickly as the knife went in. <laughs> but I'm almost certain I know who killed Honey Hazel Honeywell. Oh, this is ridiculous. He wasn't even in here when I followed Hazel into the pantry. Aha! You mean when you pushed the shells over on top of her? I didn't say that. You didn't have to. The cameras caught you entering the pantry after Hazel Honeywell and then leaving. Max was the next person to enter the pantry, and he left to call for help. What happened next was no accident. You killed her. No, it was divine justice. That witch Hazel Honeywell convinced Conrad to go organic. I should have known it was all about greed. Greed comes in all shapes and sizes, but it takes a special kind of person to kill someone for money. Diamonds don't grow on trees, but vanilla does. I was set for life. That is, until Hazel started running her mouth about the dangers of pesticides. If Conrad followed the necessary protocols for organic farming, You'd have to wait at least three years for the soil to be clear of pesticides. And it takes even longer for inspections and paperwork to clear before the USDA certifies it as organic. So what did you expect me to do? Watch millions of dollars of vanilla go to waste? Nope. Not when time is money. And with that, Esmeralda pulls a ruby red rhinestone-encrusted revolver from her garter belt, and she aims it at our team. Listen, I didn't want to hurt anybody. It's not my fault. I don't enjoy poisoning people, blowing up ovens, or bashing in brains. I don't even like guns. But sometimes... People don't listen, so I have to convince them to see things my way. Hazel and Conrad only cared about the environment, but those food manufacturers didn't care. They still wanted to buy our vanilla. Refusing their generous offers wouldn't be polite, would it? Esmeralda turns and points her red revolver right at Mama Rosemarie. Oh, lady, I said it wouldn't be polite. Now, would it? No, no, you're right. It wouldn't be polite. So Conrad and Hazel 
had to go. And I imagine you took the strict line from Hazel Station and put it in Conrad's eye drops, huh? Listen, she poisoned my mother's mind. Poor little Hazel was so distraught when she found out her pesticides killed my stepfather. <laughs> Putting her out of her misery felt like the right thing to do. I can't believe everyone buying natural ingredients could lead to such acts of evil. Oh, wake up. I told you earlier that money is the root of all evil. Conrad thought being the vanilla king made him untouchable. Well, I stole millions in vanilla right from under his nose. You must have tampered with the cannoli countess's oven because you thought it was Lily's. It was Esmeralda's attempt to scare her away. You got that right. I knew Conrad would take Lily's word over mine. And what about Conrad's letter, refusing to publish the book? Clearly, Esmeralda forged it. I think we know that Canelli Kansas was supposed to find Conrad's body. Esmeralda was planning on framing her, but she didn't count on Max being here. Or his nosy friends and his mother. Esmeralda turns to the wall. She touches a secret panel that slides open, revealing a button. I told you my father had enemies. Getting help to topple the Vanilla King was easy as pie. And suddenly, the pantry ceiling begins to open up to the skies. A helicopter approaches the Hedges Inn rooftop. The helicopter pilot opens the door and drops the ladder down. Esmeralda runs to the dangling rope ladder. You'll never get away with this. Well, good luck trying to catch me. Max tries to block her path, but Esmeralda pushes past him, shooting her gun wildly in all directions. Somebody! Somebody stop her before she gets away! Well, I don't think she'll get very far. Esmeralda slips and falls to the floor before reaching the ladder. The revolver slips from her grasp and slides across the floor. Esmeralda struggles to get up, but the floor is slippery. Wow, it looks like it's covered in something. What's that all over the floor? Mom, what did you do? Oh, I may have accidentally spilled my mother's panna cotta. Next time, remind me to pack my crossbows. Mama Rosemary reaches down, grabs the revolver, and points it at Esmeralda. In a pool oh of panacotta, Esmeralda lies on the floor, defeated. Shortly after, the police take Esmeralda away in handcuffs. The production assistants round up the remaining three contestants and their assistants and our team. Louise Cheesebaum steps forward from the crowd to make an announcement. Okay, okay, people, thank you very much. I'm sorry to say the police have canceled this year's Visions of Vanilla Baking Competition. This is a somber moment, but please excuse my happy expression. My face is still frozen from the Botox. Anyway, thankfully, every cloud has a silver lining. So I'd like to announce that our three baking survivors, I mean contestants, will receive $10,000 for their efforts especially given the gruesome circumstances. Well, wonders never cease. You finally can repay me. Actually, Mom, what do you think about reinvesting in my culinary future? 
Oh, I'll pay her double to keep you out of the kitchen. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier to send me a death threat? Just like you sent to the other contestants? You needless lasagna. Esmeralda did that. She also added the $10,000 penalty for pulling out of the competition. Conrad, Mia Moore said that was the last money she'd ever get from him. Interesting. Yeah, never thought to mention that little tidbit to the police. Why would she? Fewer competitors helped her chances of winning. And maybe, if you didn't get mixed up in so many murders, Max, you might just possibly win the grand prize. Oh, after 10 years of one murder after another, son, I guess we'll never know. Later that night, after Max returns home from the competition, the phone rings while he's still replaying memories of his latest culinary triumph while lying in bed. Reluctantly, Max reaches for the phone. Hello? Max, it's Renata Witt. Don't hang up. Oh, let me guess. You're calling to sign me up to replace you in a baking competition because you'll be on TV? Sorry, I'm busy. It's about the prize money. Where's my hat? Oh, I already sent you your share. One dollar? My grandmother's recipe? My reputation. Take it or leave it. Well, there you have it, listeners. Our crack team of amateur sleuths has solved another mystery. Max and I would also like to sincerely thank USA best-selling author Tanya Kappas, Mama Rose Marie, Marianne Nicolay, Catherine Schuler, Dave Jones, Davida Williams, Amparo Peterkin, our script editor, Wendy Radford, and our producer, Lisa Chester Weir. Music from the soundtracks of the 1967 and 1987 Broadway cast albums of Anything Goes were courtesy of Sony Music. Until next time, this is Lorraine Brooks, your narrator. We'll close tonight's show with a song expressing what's at the core of every mystery podcast from the last 10 years. If you're ever in a jam, here I am. If you're ever in a mess, S-O-S. If you ever feel so happy you land in jail, I'm your fail. That friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. What other friendships have been forgotten? If you ever lose your teeth and you're out to dine, bar.